0: It's 2050, what's powering your town? The wind's not breezy, the sun is down.
1: No miles away
0: from any dam or thermal spring. There's no coal, no natural gas, or oil, or shales, or anything. What's powering your home and your bilingual robot cat? Let's chat! Welcome to Battery Chattery, episode four. I'm Hope Wilson.
1: I'm Anna Rigney.
0: We're both a little bit sick, but that's fine. Yeah. Anna got married.
1: I did get married. Uh, literally six days ago. Oh. It was pretty exciting.
0: It was pretty exciting.
1: Yeah. Um, so you were, you were there. The ceremony was maybe slightly unusual Mm -hmm. because we had a professor of evolutionary psychology basically give like a tiny talk about evo psych. Uh Um, at one point he asked me if- Uh, He was like, I thought about including citations. And I was like, it's good that you didn't. Because that would be weird. Um, But he was, like, talking about, like, what research from psychology says about relationships and marriage and things like that. And one of my uncles was, like, truly a 21st century wedding. And I was like, what
0: does that mean? (laughs) Yeah. It was a lovely ceremony.
1: I, I was into it. I think everybody who helped contribute did so much better than I could have ever imagined. Like, the remarks that Dan made were awesome and beautiful. And then, like, my friend who did flowers, they were gorgeous. Like, I don't know, just everybody was amazing. Yeah. It was a good time. Not everybody has to get married, but as somebody who was, like, a couple weeks ago, like, why don't we just fucking do this at the courthouse? (laughs) I kind of would recommend it. It's kind of nice to have a bunch of people you love and care about in a room, hanging out.
0: Yeah. It's kind of cool. That sounds...
1: I'd buy that. Yeah. Is that a good enough amount of wedding talk? Did you have specific wedding questions? I just wanted to ask. <laughs> Are you okay? I'm sorry. I was not sorry. expecting on a battery podcast to talk about my wedding.
0: Would would, would you say that you've entered a-
1: <laughs> oh i I'm, I'm really sorry. excited for this pun that I'm assuming you're making. I'll just wait. I'm so sorry. No, you're fine. I'm really glad that you do this because I've definitely done this where I like think I'm so funny that I can't even tell the joke. And people are like, well, What the fuck's wrong with you?
0: Oh my god. Okay. I was gonna ask, would you say that you've entered a state of battery matter Ramoni
1: <laughs> Yes. Oh my god. That was amazing and terrible. And thank you. <laughs> Thank you, Anna. You're welcome. Um, (laughs) Matrimony is going well for us. Oh, that's so nice. Yeah. It's pretty much the same, though. Okay. Because also, we've been living together for four years, so I'm not really sure what was going to change. But yes. Thank you for that amazing pun.
0: (laughs) Are are you ready to get down Mm -hmm. to batteries?
1: I am very much ready to get down to batteries.
0: Okay. So, um, do you want to hear the summary of the episode before I start?
1: Um. Yeah, that'd be good. Okay. Like, where we're going, what yeah. we're doing here.
0: Toads. So, my original goal with this episode was to talk about voltage and why voltage matters and how to estimate how much voltage you're going to get from a given battery. But we're also going to talk a lot more about potato batteries throughout the episode because, um, partly because they're a good example to use for talking about this stuff, but also because I made some omissions and simplifications in the last episode, and I it's think.
1: A- Oh sorry, go ahead. Oh
0: no, just we're we're ready to introduce some more complexity into our lives now. Cool.
1: It's unfortunate Spencer isn't here because he seemed very into the potato battery.
0: That's true.
1: We should let him know. He listens to this, right? (laughs) I don't know. Shout out to Spencer.
0: Hey Spencer.
1: If he doesn't listen to this, he's not gonna know that we shouted out to him. That's so true. It's his loss, really. It really is. And just generally not listening to this amazing podcast. (laughs)
0: That's also his loss.
1: Yeah, for sure.
0: yeah yeah yeah. so basically we're here to talk about voltage and potatoes and if you need like a visual to tie those things together i like to think about like a little potato bride of frankenstein so you apply a voltage to it and then it comes to life and it yeah. has amazing hair yeah voltage battery voltage potato. i'm just
1: imagining a potato that you should not eat because if there's hair on it <laughs> probably not a good idea that's but so it looks true. pretty cool it looks rad For some reason, I know you said Bride of Frankenstein, but for some reason in my head I'm thinking, like, David Bowie, circa the Labyrinth. Uh,
0: that's also a good potato.
1: (laughs) Again, not a potato you should eat, probably. But a good visual potato. An aesthetically pleasing potato.
0: Maybe, like, the David Bowie with, like, the lightning bolts across his face, but that, like, on a potato.
1: Yeah, and the hair.
0: So, potato batteries... Uh, Let's recall from the last episode, we had zinc and copper electrodes stuck in a potato. And we said that if we connected the zinc and copper wires outside of the potato, like say we clip them on either side of a little LED light, then zinc ions will flow into the potato, and electrons will flow outside of the potato through the LED towards the copper. And boom, that's a battery, because you have electrons flowing through
1: something. And when you have electrons flowing in a direction, you also have the ions inside of the battery flowing in the same direction because of charge balance. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I am actually learning things. Like, I remember things. I also do listen to the episodes to see how they went. So that probably helps reinforce <laughs> the memories. But yeah, I just want to throw that in. Charge balance. So something we didn't answer
0: last episode was, what actually happens to those electrons?
1: Oh, we didn't answer that question.
0: Oh God. And it's weird, because, like, I didn't know the answer to the question, nor did I notice that I had missed anything.
1: Well, so presumably in a rechargeable battery, they just hang out there until you plug it in and make them go back the other way, right?
0: What do you mean hang out, though? Like, who you're are they hanging out with? Each other. You can't... Well...
1: But they were, so but you, they probably don't like hanging out with each other. Right.
0: They're not going to just be in, like, a pool of electrons. Because that's going to be like very negatively charged, and they won't want to be there anymore. So what happens? I'm so glad you asked.
1: <laughs> I'm sorry I didn't ask sooner. I feel like a bad friend. No.
0: <laughs> well, again, I didn't. <laughs> I didn't notice that I had missed anything. So, like, I, we're all in this together. Oh my god, we're Spencer failing. and Andrew also didn't.
1: Oh yeah, no, they're especially failing. It's really their fault. <laughs> we're both shouting out and demonizing Spencer in the same podcast. <laughs>
0: um. Okay, so. We said last time there's a lot of ions in a potato, and I feel like maybe it's reasonable to assume that the electrons are going to go hang out with some positively charged ions. Does that sound fair?
1: That does. Oh, well, that makes sense, because if there's, like, the going back to charge balance, all of those positively charged ions are now on the other side, presumably attracting those electrons. Is that right? Hmm.
0: So, yes, there are zinc ions entering the battery. hmm So, or the potato
1: it's just pleasing to think about little ions going like, hey, what's up? Through a, a potato? I don't know why. <laughs> yeah. Especially one that looks like David Bowie. <laughs> yeah, it
0: really is. <laughs> so, um, so what's happening is, yes, the zinc ions are entering the battery, and the positive ions in the battery are all kind of slowly migrating towards the copper. So it's it's not like a zinc enters and then just, like, zooms right over to the copper, but it's mm-hmm. like... Now there's zinc in this part of the battery, and so all of the, like, sodium and potassium ions are like, oh, well, we'll just shuffle over to make room for you, and, you know, mm-hmm. slow migration.
1: So. Very polite ions. Mm-hmm. It's like when you get on the bus and it's really full, and people that are standing up need to shuffle to the back to make space for the people that are entering the bus. That is exactly what it's like.
0: Um,
1: yeah, so I guess the question is,
0: which ions are the electrons most likely to want to get together with? Do you know how we're going to
1: answer this question? I, are we going back to that, like, sheet that we had last time? <laughs> Uh-oh.
0: I forgot to open it.
1: That's okay. Um. So, let me get this straight. You have these electrons flowing from the zinc side to the copper side. And you also have the ions going from the... You have the zinc ions moving away from the zinc side to the copper side. Mm-hmm. But you also... The potato itself has ions already floating mm-hmm. around... Like, did you say potassium? Yeah. Okay. So, the question is, which of the kinds of ions are the electrons going to hang out with? Which Mm -hmm. of, like, potassium versus zinc? Is that the question?
0: Yeah. Well, there's there's more ions than that.
1: But, But like, which of the possible ions? Okay. And so, is it going to be the ones that have spaces? Well, they all have spaces, right? Mm
0: Mm-hmm. So... We're only going to consider the positively charged ions, because those are the only ones that make sense for the negatively charged electrons to like, yeah. get together with.
1: So is it the more spaces that they have in their outer belt, or is it just, like... Because that's how positive it is, right? Like, the more electrons it's missing mm. from its outer layers, doesn't have to do with, like, how positively charged the ion is?
0: That's actually not how we're going to make this determination.
1: Okay, JK, moving on.
0: <laughs> um, so what we're going to do... And also... I'm I'm going to go ahead and just list some ions that are in the battery. We're only going to consider these few ions because okay. we can't consider every single ion. That's a hassle. <laughs> so we've got sodium.
1: Okay.
0: We've got potassium. We've got zinc now. Yeah. Zinc is in the battery now. And we have hydrogen ions because potatoes have phosphoric acid in them.
1: Cool. Yeah.
0: So Wait, what what did you want... say?
1: Sodium, potassium, uh phosphoric No, hydrogen and zinc.
0: Yes. Okay. So what we want is which of these ions wants an electron the most?
1: So this goes back to the, like, oil rig thing? Mm -hmm. The, like, reduction, oxidization. And reduction, they want to get rid of electrons, right?
0: Reduction is gain. Damn
1: it. Every time. Reduction (laughs) is gain.
0: So it's oil rig, right? Like, oxidation is loss, reduction is gain. Okay. And that's loss and gain of electrons.
1: Okay, so... Reduction is... That, so the higher the reduction potential, the more they want to gain. Okay. Yes. And this has nothing to do with how many electrons they're missing.
0: It actually doesn't, yeah. Huh.
1: So we're looking at that right column that says potential comma V? Yeah,
0: yeah. So let's look... So here's potassium. Um, so K plus, plus an electron... Is a
1: negative 2.925?
0: yeah. So that's, that's pretty low. That's pretty low. So that doesn't really want to... Considering it's not positive. Yeah, you know, with an electron, yeah. <laughs> um, so let's check out sodium. So sodium plus, plus an electron, turning into a neutral sodium is...
1: 2.714? Uh, 2.714, negative, negative 2.714. Yeah. So also not great.
0: Yep. Zinc, which is where the electrons came from in the first place,
1: is... It's still a negative number, but definitely more positive than the first two that we looked at. So, negative zero point seven six two six. What was the last on hydrogen? hydrogen. Um, so two
0: H plus plus two electrons turns into hydrogen gas.
1: Zero. So that's the one that they're going to hang out with, right? It is. even though it is not, it's actually zero. Mm-hmm. It's like not much of a reaction re- reduction potential. Sorry. Right.
0: Um, well, so these are all relative, right? Yeah. Yeah. So, um, hydrogen was set to zero that's not like super meaningful but yeah
1: oh it's like the baseline not baseline but Mm
0: -hmm. yeah you could have set anything to zero you could have set the zinc reaction to zero cool
1: all right so they're gonna hang out with our hydrogen ions
0: Mm -hmm. they're gonna form some hydrogen gas so incidentally that makes this battery kind of non-rechargeable because you're not actually going to incorporate the hydrogen gas back into the potato like
1: does it actually release from the potato
0: that's a good question honestly. Like like can it make its way out of the potato?
1: I assume so. I'm guessing yeah cuz potatoes are kind of porous, right? Like yeah. I'm guessing if you had a material wrapped around it that prevented it from leaving then it Yeah, would stay stuck. Which I'm assuming. Well, whatever. <laughs> so wait, so these uh electrons are just chilling with those hydrogen that hydrogen gas. And like you said you can't recharge it cuz that's probably just going to dissipate or yeah. release
0: yeah. From the you probably can't get the hydrogen gas to turn back into hydrogen
1: ions. Cause okay. It's probably just gone. Okay, cool. So are rechargeable batteries designed with materials that it is easy to... How does that work?
0: Um, <laughs> that's such a great question. So, just to give one example, some lithium batteries, you use... You call them layered oxides, mm-hmm. and they're basically these layered materials. They're like layers of... Molecules And the lithium ions can actually insert themselves inside and then come out again. So you're not not forming a gas or anything. You're just like...
1: They're like getting put into little cubby holes Mm -hmm. and then being taken out when they're needed again? Yeah. Okay.
0: So the layered oxide materials tend to be cathode materials, but also um, an anode material. Graphite is a common anode material, and that's the same way. You know how graphite is like layers of graphene basically stacked on top of each other and lithium ions can fit in there?
1: I did not know that, but now I know.
0: Oh, sweet. <laughs> yeah. Graphene? Graphene.
1: Is, gra- is what makes up graphite.
0: Yeah. Oh. Graphene is like one, like one atomic
1: layer of graphite, basically. Okay. Like a sheet of paper and like a stack of papers or a ring. Mm-hmm. Yeah,
0: exactly. Cool. Okay, so voltage. Give a sense of like what voltage is.
1: So I was thinking about that when you said what we're going to talk about on the podcast today, and I feel like I remember this from physics in high school. And I don't really remember, because I was like, what is the difference between voltage and currency?
0: Currency?
1: Not currency. Current. Okay. There's a huge difference between voltage and current.
0: (laughs) Hang on, instead of paying you for this service, I'm just going to zap you.
1: I mean, what voltage are you going to use? I'm just kidding. (laughs) (laughs) I was not intending to be creepy, I apologize. (laughs) Because I was thinking in terms of, like, at some point... It'll kill me. I know I'm not into that. That's fair. But voltage. Yeah, I, I'm realizing that I don't really remember what voltage is. I get what current, current, mm-hmm. not currency. Cur- I mean, I also get what currency is. But <laughs> I get what current is. Somebody just opened a drawer. Oh my. And that somebody is my husband. Aw. As of six days ago. We're
0: married.
1: Yeah, it's It's weird. Yeah? I can call my husband now, and he doesn't tell me that that's not true.
0: <laughs> well, sounds like he was being a real party pooper before.
1: <laughs> he just likes things to be accurate. And I... was going with an emotional thing.
0: Uh-huh. Aww. It's whatever. Yay.
1: <laughs> but yeah, that's that noise. Adorable. Alright, what is voltage?
0: Okay, so... First, I'm going to tell you Wikipedia's definition of voltage. Cool. So voltage is the difference in electric potential energy between two points per unit electric charge. That's a lot
1: of words. Yeah, I started off understanding what you meant. (laughs) So is that like...
0: I actually, I already regret reading that. I'm like, that didn't make any sense. I didn't,
1: yeah. Is that like the difference in the um, reduction potential between the anode and the cathode? So... Or is that part of it? Yeah. Wait, oh, you're getting way ahead of us. Oh, I'm sorry. are like,
0: in the advanced class.
1: Never mind, Just- <laughs> <laughs> Yeah,
0: yeah, so reduction potentials are measured in voltages, and yes, essentially, we'll get back into that later. Okay, cool. Cool, cool. But basically, if you have a charged particle, like an electron, mm-hmm. and you want to store energy with it, you're going to have to move it through a voltage difference.
1: Okay. So, yeah, I remember when I had to, like, draw out circuits... There was, like, a battery that had so many volts, and then I had to figure out, like, the current based on it. I remember Mm -hmm. there was, like, actually a pretty simple formula. What was it? V equals I plus something?
0: V equals IR?
1: Yes. I times R. Yeah.
0: So Ohm's Law is... That's Ohm's Law, right? It's voltage equals current times resistance. Sure. Yeah. Yeah, so, um... If you have something really conductive and you run a little current through it, then that's like a little bit of current times a little bit of resistance, and that's a little voltage.
1: That's adorable. (laughs)
0: Sorry. (laughs) Um, But if you have something that's very resistive, um, so say instead of a metal you're using, like...
1: Oh, that's right, because R is like... Oh, no. Why are you multiplying by R if it, like, detracts?
0: V equals IR?
1: Yeah. Yeah. Oh, um... Because, like, resistance makes it harder to get through the circuit. Yes. Why are you multiplying it if it detracts from...
0: Um, so think about it this way, so... Oh, it's...
1: Because then it would be I equals V divided by R, right? Yeah, that's true. So that makes sense, because if you're talking about, like, the ability... Like, the current, then you would need to divide by the resistance. Yes? I'm getting... I'm sorry. I,
0: I equals V over R, yeah. Okay, sorry. No, you're
1: good. I'm just thinking of, let's cut all of that out.
0: No, people need to know.
1: Okay. People need to know. Fair enough. <laughs> but I think I'm getting ahead of the
0: Oh, you're good. Your plan. I, I wasn't really going to cover that at all, but I think it's a good idea to cover it, because okay. clearly you want to know. <laughs> but yeah, if you think about, if you have just a wire, like a metal wire, so okay. very conductive, most of the time, if you're looking at this wire, you're going to assume that each end of the wire is at the exact same voltage. And that's because the wire has essentially no resistance because it's so conductive. And then V equals IR. R is virtually zero. So V is basically virtually zero. So there's no voltage difference across that wire. Okay. So small resistance means small voltage. Okay. Assuming current is held constant.
1: So current is a factor of the conductivity of the material. Mm -hmm.
0: Yeah, if you have like a given voltage, um, then current will depend on resistance.
1: All right, so voltage is—I don't know if I actually understood the definition of. Okay, no, voltage. we'll get back to that. Okay.
0: So um, it's kind of like gravity in that it's like it's like a difference in potential energy. Okay. So with gravity, if I pick up a rock and I hold it high above my head, I've just increased its potential energy. Yeah. And that's kind of like picking up an electron and transferring it to a different voltage. Okay. So say I have a battery and I've got a cathode and an anode, and my cathode is at positive two volts and my anode is at zero volts. Mm -hmm. If I take an electron and I move it from the cathode to the anode, then I've just increased
1: the difference, right?
0: Sorry, go ahead. the voltage voltage does change as you move charge around Mm -hmm. but barely like if we're just moving one electron we can ignore it okay but what what you've done is you've increased the potential energy of the system by the charge times the voltage difference so it's basically energy equals charge times voltage so our electron is charged it's negative one electron charge and we've moved it negative two volts Mm -hmm. um So, we've increased the energy by two electron volts. Okay. Does that... Do you want to...
1: Yeah, (laughs) yeah. Sorry. I'm going... I'm thinking back to when we were talking about what made something an anode and a cathode, Mm. or, like, the difference between an anode and cathode. Yeah. And we talked about, like, when you're recharging it, you're making it go to the state it doesn't like to be in. Yeah. So, you're, like, increasing its potential energy. Yeah. Okay. So, that's what we just did. Yeah.
0: By moving it from the cathode to the anode. Yes. Now, if we move it from the anode... Back to the cathode then it's negative one electron times positive two volts and so that's negative two electron volts and so that means you just lost energy instead of gaining energy okay so that lost energy can be used to power something um but it's no longer stored in the battery
1: okay
0: solid on what voltage is no (laughs) that's fair
1: because you said that when we're moving the electrons we're not changing the voltage
0: right we're barely changing the voltage
1: so, say we moved, instead of moving one electron, mm-hmm. we moved, like, a thousand electrons. Okay. Would we then change the voltage a lot? Or <laughs> a bit um, more?
0: So, that's, hmm, that's a big question. So, say we have a capacitor instead of a battery. Okay. So, the deal with a capacitor is you actually, you know how I've said that, like, a battery, you're not exactly, like, you don't have a positively charged side and a negatively charged side. With a capacitor, you actually do. So you're going to try and shove, like, all the electrons to one side of this capacitor. And the more charge you have, the greater the voltage you're going to have. The equation for that is... Okay, it's not super important, but basically uh, voltage is directly related to the charge that you have built up. Okay. So, like, you're going to have one plate that's positively charged and one plate that's negatively charged. And the the greater the charge, the greater the voltage. And that's also going to depend on things like how far away are the plates...
1: So it depends on how far away the plates are, but also how many electrons are sort of stacked up at the one end. Yeah. Okay.
0: Yeah. And um, the deal with a battery is, so you're not actually creating a side that is positively charged and a side that is negatively charged, but if you have multiple reactions that are going to happen at one electrode, if you sort of... Okay, so take the layered oxides I was talking about before. Mm-hmm the composition of these oxides are gonna change as you add more lithium into them, and that sort of changes the reduction potential the like the the electrode potential of the reaction that's happening. So your voltage is going to change. And while you're charging your voltage is going your voltage difference is going to increase, like between your anode and cathode. And when you're discharging, that voltage difference is going to decrease. Okay. That okay. Makes sense. Cool, cool. So we can if talk we want- a lot more about that, but I, I, it's not, like, extremely simple, so...
1: if Is it okay for me to try and simplify it by saying mm-hmm. it's just potential energy? Yeah. Is that okay? What, voltage? Yeah. Hmm.
0: I think voltage by itself isn't potential energy, just, like, how gravity by itself isn't potential energy. But, like, voltage combined with a charge moving... Okay. ...is potential energy. Just how, like, with gravity...
1: So, in the same way that... Like if I hold the rock at my like waist level versus mm-hmm. like above my head, there's a difference in potential potential energy. Yeah. You're saying that the like capacitor plates being further away is like increases. I'm guessing potential energy. Totally. So then, that alone isn't enough. But you need the the electrons sort of stacked up at one end, like the charge. Yeah. Is that? Actually, <laughs>
0: I hadn't thought about this with regards to capacitors. I I do think if you move two plates further away, you're gonna increase the energy. But I've never really thought about it.
1: Capacitors were always something that I found tricky to understand when I was Fair. doing circuit stuff. So yeah, I'm just thinking if it's analogous to sort of like the rock. Mm-hmm. Like if it's if it's yeah. just like a little bit analogous, or if it's like a lot analogous. <laughs> I guess
0: I guess um what I'd say is instead of thinking about moving the plates further away, think about just um moving one electron from the positively charged plate to the negatively charged plate. So that's that's analogous to picking up a rock. So you just increase the potential energy.
1: Okay. So voltage is potential energy when charge is present. Mhm. Okay.
0: Yeah. So let's let's actually look at this definition that Wikipedia gave us again because I feel like now we're going to understand what it meant. Okay. So voltage is The difference in electric potential energy Mm -hmm. between two points per unit electric
1: charge. Yes. It makes a lot more sense now.
0: Amazing. (laughs) We did it. Okay. So now I think we probably understand why voltage matters in a battery. Mm -hmm. Because if you have a higher voltage, then you can store more energy per unit charge. Yes. I think we have some big questions now, but also I think we should take a break. Okay. Okay. Hey, so we'd just like to take this moment to remind you that our email address for the podcast is batterychattery at gmail.com. Please email us and tell us things you would like to hear about. At the moment, we have three emails. One of them is from Andy from Google, and the other two are from Spencer, who asks, What are your top ten favorite potatoes? Not types of potato, individual potatoes. And also... What is your favorite, favorite use of batteries in literature? So, I mean, we could answer those, or y'all could send us other questions. Batterychattery at gmail.com. We, we can take breaks more often. Okay. I know the first few episodes I was just like, let's go! let do it. That's, those aren't my feelings
1: anymore. <laughs> that's a good idea. Give us time to process what we're yeah. learning, and by what we're learning, I'm what I'm learning. <laughs>
0: We always end up covering much more than I anticipate because I forget that, like, (laughs) I don't remember to cover everything that we need to cover.
1: This is a thing when I'm writing where my mentor has always recommended writing something and then taking a break from it for a few days and Hmm. coming back to it because it might be easier to spot holes in your reasoning. Like, in your head, there's, like, a lot of clarity about something. Yeah. But you don't realize what you're not... Conveying to other people when you discuss things because you take certain things for granted because you know something so well. Mm-hmm. Curse of knowledge, lack of theory of mind. Yeah. All of the above.
0: I don't know what those things were.
1: Oh, so curse of knowledge is this idea that the more of an expert you are in something, the harder it is for you to explain it to a novice because there are things that you just know so well that it's hard for you to remember what's known and what's not known. Mm-hmm. Like... Do you ever have this sense that, like, if you know something, it seems, like, really s- weird when you realize other people don't know it? Does that make sense? I don't know. Like, when I ask you questions, and you're sometimes surprised yeah. by them. Yeah, I
0: get surprised, but I'm not, I'm not, like, once you say it, I'm like, oh, that makes sense. Like, why, why would you know that?
1: That's the curse of knowledge. Okay. And then theory of mind means the ability to understand that other people have distinct thoughts and feelings from you. Mm-hmm. So, the... Uh, <laughs> why, why is this so funny? I
0: don't know. Just do they? No, okay.
1: <laughs> It seems like a really trivial thing, but it's really not. So, the test that people use when testing children... So, basically, like, two- and three-year-olds don't have theory of mind, but by the time you're four, most kids have theory of mind. And so, the test that they use is this thing called the Sally Ann test, where there are, like, two little dolls, and Sally has baked some cookies... And she puts them in this basket. Amazing. Um, You know, Anne's there just hanging out, looking at Sally making these cookies and putting them in the basket. Sally leaves the room. Anne thinks it's going to be a really funny prank to take the cookies from the basket and put them in the cabinet. And so Anne's doing this, puts them in the cabinet. Sally comes back in the room. Where is Sally going to look for the cookies?
0: in the basket.
1: Yes. Three-year-olds can't correctly answer that question. The three-year-olds think that Sally is going to go look in the cabinet, because the three-year-olds don't understand that Sally doesn't have the knowledge that they do that Anne moved the cookies from the basket to the cupboard. Does that make sense? Yeah. So that seems like a really obvious trivial thing, because you're not a three-year-old, but (laughs) (laughs) that's the best compliment you've gotten all day. Um, But it breaks in in uh, adults as well. So there are like more complicated tests. Like there's a thing called the mind and the eyes test. You can do this online for free where basically you just look at pictures of people's eyes Mm -hmm. and it, and people are making different like emotional expressions. And I think they're like the one online you can do that I've done. I think they're like 36 questions and most people don't get above 30. So most people aren't, 100% 100% accurate at identifying the emotional expression of these pictures well, from
0: eyes alone that sounds hard
1: I mean a lot of emotional information is conveyed in the eyes Okay, but the idea being that like even when we're trying to understand somebody's emotional state it can still be hard because mm-hmm. we, they're, they're distinct from us right and having the ability to understand their distinct thoughts and feelings is a challenge even if you have the capacity for it
0: that, that totally makes sense yeah
1: So, theory of mind sort of goes into, like, the curse of knowledge, right? Like, it's hard to understand other people's minds fully. Does that make sense?
0: Oh, yeah. Yeah. Cool.
1: Sorry. (laughs) just, like, went on a psychology rant.
0: I'm excited about it.
1: I think theory of mind is really interesting. And they're, like, people think about, like, whether or not animals have theory of mind um, or, like, senses of self. So, how you sort of think about testing those capacities and at different ages and in different creatures is really interesting. This is more of a sense of self thing, or like a knowing that you are you have a self. They have this dot task where they like will paint a, like a red dot on an animal's forehead and like put a mirror in front of them and whether or not the animal recognizes that there's a dot there. So like mm-hmm. elephants will, as soon as they look in the mirror, will like touch their trunk, the tip of their trunk to the dot. Because they know. they know it's them. Yeah. But like cats don't have the ability to do that so like there are degrees of theory of mind is this exciting yes (laughs) i yeah i don't study that in my phd but that is an area of psychology that i find personally interesting for what reason i don't know it's just frustrating not knowing other people's thoughts and feelings but probably also you don't want to know other people's thoughts and feelings
0: (laughs) (laughs) okay i was i was you know i was all ready to agree with you and then you brought it back down and i was like i guess you're right
1: yeah, I don't know. Could could they, be. It's could probably, be. A, probably a good thing that we can't read each other's thoughts. I don't know. It's not, first of all, that just sounds overwhelming.
0: Yeah, no, totally. But it also, I guess, on some level, like, if we have, like, fewer secrets from each other, then it's like... Like, if you have something where you think you're the only person who, like, thinks whatever, and then suddenly you know what other people are thinking, and you're like, aha.
1: Yeah. I think that's why it's important just to just be honest about... Totally. ...who you are.
0: Yeah.
1: I always try to admit my flaws when I can. <laughs> because everybody has those, like, insecurities and... Yeah. ...it turns out. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah.
1: I sometimes say weird shit and then people are like, yeah, and I'm like, holy crap. It's <laughs> <That's> awesome. <laughs> anyway. Batteries.
0: Batteries. <laughs> okay. Ah, uh, yes. So how do we know the voltage of a battery... Actually, you pretty much already said this, but if you have two different reactions happening at two different electrodes, the voltage is just going to be the difference between the reduction potentials of those two okay. reactions. So if we want to take our potato battery.
1: So you can optimize, or you can, not, not optimize, you can increase the voltage by choosing specific anodes and cathodes that are very distinct. Okay. Yes. Cool. You got this. I'm finding out that a lot of the. Uh, answers to battery questions are which materials? Yeah. Okay. Is that a, is that a good synthesis of batteries?
0: Um, I mean, <laughs> certainly from my perspective, cool. like I'm I'm in material science studying batteries. Fair enough. There's a reason.
1: Um, who would have thought? <laughs> um,
0: but yeah. So all right.
1: So we're gonna do this.
0: Yeah, just for our potato battery. So our reduction potential for zinc was.
1: Negative 0.7626. Yeah. And so copper...
0: Uh, we're actually not going to do oh. copper because copper is not reacting. Okay. Hydrogen is the one that's reacting.
1: And the hydrogen was zero. Yeah. So then that's not a very big difference. That's a 0.76 difference.
0: Yeah. So 0.76 volts is our potato battery. Um... Can we
1: do something else that has a...
0: <laughs> yes. Yes, we can. Um Okay, so let's... um, There's something called a Danielle cell. I'm actually not sure if it's pronounced Danielle or Daniel. Probably Daniel. There's two L's, though,
1: but not an E on the end. I think that's probably Danielle. Okay. Unimportant.
0: (laughs) Unimportant. (laughs) Um, Right, so that actually... It has a zinc electrode and a copper electrode, but the copper electrode is actually immersed in a solution of, I think, copper sulfate. So there's... Copper 2 plus floating around. Okay. So that actually can react and form copper. Mm-hmm. Um, so you actually do just look at the difference in reduction potential between zinc and copper. Okay. So we got our zinc 2 plus is...
1: Negative uh, 0.76.
0: And our copper 2 plus to, um, to neutral copper is... Wait, which
1: one is it? <laughs> All of those. Oh, 0.340. So what's that, like a 1
0: um, about 1? So it's going to be 0.34 plus 0.76, so that's
1: one 1.1. One one, one. Yes, 1.1 1. Yeah. One volts.
0: Okay. Was that more exciting?
1: That's a little more exciting. <laughs>
0: um, let's do, just for fun, let's do lithium and <laughs> copper.
1: Lithium? Mm-hmm. Okay, lithium is at uh, negative 3.045. Mm-hmm. And what do we say copper was? uh 0.34. Okay, so that's closer to, like, 4. Not quite, right?
0: It's uh, going to be something like... Oh,
1: no, sorry, 3.4. 3. So, yeah, 3.4. 3.4
0: volts, yeah, so it's yeah. a lot bigger. Cool. Is that, is that sufficient? I
1: am so excited right now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
0: this is part of the reason why um why lithium...
1: Is used a lot? Yeah. That makes sense. Because it seems like, since it's such a... It's so different from zero yeah. compared to the other... Like in relation to the other mm-hmm. uh, reduction potentials, seems like it'll be easy to increase the voltage that way. Yeah. And you said another way to increase. No, no, not going back into it. Never mind. Let's go. <laughs> Move forward.
0: Okay. Um. Oh. So I did want to note. Um. So we said the potato battery should be about about point seven six volts. Mm-hmm. Uh. In reality, and I'm going to. Blame this on the fact that a potato is. There's a lot going on in a potato. It's like, we didn't engineer it. It's got lots of ions in it. Like, I know that I said that hydrogen is the most likely to react with electrons. Mm -hmm. I suspect other ions do as well, just for kicks.
1: Just because they're nearby?
0: Yeah. This is sort of me speculating. I'm not actually sure why exactly the voltage in a potato battery varies a bunch, but, like, I, I kind of Googled around, and Wikipedia was like, yeah, it'll typically be around 0.9 volts, and I don't know what's up with that. I bet maybe even some, like, some copper probably, like, just a tiny bit of copper probably dissolves in the battery, and some mm-hmm. of that can combine with the electrons, too, and...
1: Okay. So it's a little funky.
0: It's a little funky, yeah. And um, As a
1: David Bowie potato would be.
0: Mm-hmm. <laughs> Yeah, you're not going to know what you're going to get. Yeah. Um, Commercial batteries will be more consistent than this because, like, we engineered them. We've set them up so that, like, they're only going to probably react with...
1: It's a controlled environment. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah, yeah. You're not just going to throw a bunch of, like, potassiums and sodiums into a lithium-ion battery. I mean, maybe, but... Just for funsies. Not just just for for funsies, (laughs) right? Just for kicks. Um, But, yeah, so... We already mentioned voltage can change depending on the state of charge and discharge. And, um, okay, basically, what happens in theory just won't always be exactly what happens in practice because the physical world is messy and thermodynamics demands sacrifice and it does. <laughs> like um, ritual sacrifice? Yeah. <laughs> no.
1: Like chickens and goats? No. Uh,
0: I'm like picturing a thermodynamics style sacrifice. <laughs> now I don't know how that would work.
1: Kind of a, a little bit a uh, Indiana Jones Temple of Doom situation. Mm-hmm.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. If if no one's face melts, then did you even did you even sacrifice anything?
1: <laughs> well, no, of course not.
0: <laughs> Wrong Indiana Jones movie entirely. My bad. Love you, John Williams.
1: But okay, sorry. <laughs> moving forward. So the real world. Yeah. 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 So
0: actually. Just because we brought up thermodynamics, I'm going to talk about efficiency for a second. Batteries are actually a pretty efficient way to store energy. Mm-hmm. Um, there's going to be a little bit of inefficiency in that, like, some amount of electrons will get caught up in side reactions, which means they're not involved in the, um, the reaction that is supposed to happen in the battery. Okay. And then they might get stuck there, and so then you can't, like, use those electrons again. So that's one way a battery can lose efficiency. Like with
1: the copper and the copper solution?
0: No. Oh, I think it's more like, actually, if you take the potato battery, so, like, if an electron reacts with hydrogen, then, like, you're not getting that electron back again,
1: Mm -hmm. right? Okay.
0: Which, like, that's, in a potato battery, that's fine, you expected that, that's what you wanted in the first place, but if you wanted the electron to be combining with something else, then, like, every electron that combines with hydrogen and forms hydrogen gas is, like, darn, like... We lost that. (laughs) We lost them.
1: Now I'm imagining a a war movie. Oh,
0: no. (laughs) Sorry. I was thinking, just like a casual, like someone fell overboard on a oh, just casual a fun sailing. John, well, they can get can pull them back up again, it except depends. we can't because I just
1: said we yeah. lost them to hydrogen. That in this case is the ocean. It's too but bad. The ocean is made up of a lot of hydrogen, so that kind of works out. So it's not so much an analogy as just the reality of the situation.
0: <laughs> I think it's still an analogy.
1: Somewhere between an analogy and a reality.
0: Okay. So that's one way you, a battery can lose efficiency. But another way is, um, actually, while you're charging a battery, your voltage difference is going to be slightly higher than it is when you're discharging. And... Um,
1: Wait, the voltage difference is higher when you're charging versus dischar- discharging? Mm-hmm. Okay. So
0: you have to put a little more energy in to charge it, then, then you'll get back out to just discharge it. It's pretty close for most cases. There's... There's some setups where, like, it's going to be a bigger difference because, like, the reaction pathway that happens on charging is, like, slightly different from the reaction pathway that happens on discharging. But um, but in many cases, you'll have pretty close to 100% efficiency, but not quite. Okay. Just to give you an idea of what is a good energy efficiency for a battery, lithium-ion batteries generally have a round-trip efficiency around 85%. So that's pretty good, but it's not 100%. So let's get back to an explanation for why this is. I guess the reason for that is i I'm going to kind of brush it off and say, well, it's because of thermodynamics. There's no such thing as a free lunch. You can't have 100% efficiency. Is that is that the second law? I don't even know.
1: It's one of those. It's one of those laws of thermodynamics. Um, We're not going to worry about it. Okay, sure. We're not going to worry about it. Okay. Did you have a question? If I'm up at 2 a.m., I might call you. Okay.
0: <laughs> you can. If I
1: can't sleep because of that question.
0: <laughs> Please, just ask. <laughs> okay.
1: Will do. And you're like, why the fuck is she calling me this <laughs> time? This is me time.
0: Okay, so the potato battery. I lied, like, multiple times the last episode. Oh, my God.
1: I'm sorry. I feel so betrayed. <laughs> I'm sorry.
0: I, um... I want to say I didn't mean to, but I kind of knew what I was doing, and I apologize. But, um. Well, she can
1: blame it on Spencer again.
0: Yeah, oh, good call. <laughs> I said you could power an LED with this, like, potato battery. Mm-hmm. LEDs, for LEDs, you typically need at least one volt to produce light, typically more like two or three volts. Okay. And as we said, our potato battery is producing around about 0.76 volts. So you're actually. Probably not going to be able to power most LEDs or maybe any LEDs with okay. just one potato battery.
1: So that's the first betrayal.
0: <laughs> um.
1: What's the second? I was gonna leave it for another episode. Oh, is that too much of a cliffhanger? No, that's fine. Just you're gonna <laughs> unfold all of the lies over time. That's cool.
0: Okay. Well, now I just feel bad.
1: I'm just I'm totally teasing you.
0: <laughs> no, I don't want to leave.
1: People, no, 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 no. Like, that's wondering.
0: That's not, like that what thing was is a the deal. lie? <laughs> Um
1: That's what's gonna make them come back.
0: Okay. Okay other
1: than the witty banter. Witty banter plus learning how else you lie to them.
0: I feel like I sound like a bad person now. <laughs> no.
1: That's really not that just, big of a uh, deal.
0: Keeping everyone coming back with my lies.
1: I would say it's just the use of the LED light example is just convenient. It's like something people can understand. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I get that's very it. true.
0: Yeah, the other thing was also for convenience. I'm just gonna say it. So let's let's talk about that silver gold battery. Okay. So something has to get oxidized in order for a battery reaction to happen. Mm -hmm. And we said it was going to be silver in the silver-gold battery because silver has a lower reduction potential. Okay. But actually, hydrogen has a lower reduction potential than silver. So silver is not going to change into silver plus.
1: Wait. Wait. It. Oh, because the potato already has hydrogen.
0: Wait, I'm sorry I messed that up. Let me try that again.
1: Take another break.
0: Yeah, let's take another break. Ready? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, I forgot what we were trying to do. Oh, I was talking about how the potato wasn't going to work the way we thought it would with the silver and gold.
1: Okay, so we had silver and gold electrodes. Yeah. And we were determining which one was an anode and which one was a cathode, mm-hmm. and we decided that the gold was the anode, right? Yes. So flow, the gold would flow through the potato,
0: right? Mm, no. Sorry, I got that mixed up. The other way around? Yeah. Okay. The silver silver would, is the anode.
1: Oh, that's right, because we were like, disappointed that it wasn't a fancy gold potato. Yeah. Okay, so silver is the anode. Mm-hmm. Or is it? But you said, yeah. Know. But why wouldn't it be? Because um, you were saying something about hydrogen.
0: Yeah. Well, basically, what's happening is... Our our two reactions that would happen if any reactions were to happen would be silver turning into silver ions and electrons, and those electrons meeting up with hydrogen ions and becoming hydrogen gas. But if we look at this...
1: So the electrons wouldn't even flow through the wires. It would just hang out in the potato. Is that what you're saying?
0: No. This actually is a really good point Anna just brought up, and I'm going to talk about it at the end of the episode. What I'm saying is that reaction won't even happen. Oh, okay. Because silver is pretty invested in staying neutral silver. Okay. And hydrogen, like, j- just by our reference frame here, hydrogen doesn't really care either way. Okay. Because it's at zero. It's like, I could be hydrogen gas, I could be H+, I don't really care. And silver's like, actually, I care a lot and I'm going to hold on to my electrons. Okay. So actually what's going to happen is nothing. Okay. It's not a battery.
1: I kind of feel like we pressured you into that one. No, I. No, We did. It was peer n- pressure.
0: <laughs> no, I, I truly was like, I, like I know this isn't going to work. Clearly, I didn't think w- through why it wasn't going to work, but um, I was, I was also like, we're, we're simplifying right now so that people will understand what's happening, and yeah. so I don't have to get too far into detail. That's fair.
1: So, silver gold would not work. Yeah, because silver likes its electrons. Mm-hmm. Um, Let me just
0: roll through this and then we can sign off. As I mentioned, we actually have one more thing to talk about. I do want to say in my defense that potato batteries have been oversimplified to me all my life, to which extent I am only now realizing. In addition, the internet hasn't really been answering my questions in a way that I find fully satisfying, so be prepared once again to hear me speculate about what is actually happening. Have you been wondering why the electrons can't just flow from zinc straight into the potato and interact with the hydrogens there at the zinc-potato interface? I mean, what gives? Why do electrons flow through the wires to react with hydrogen by the copper when they could stay right where they are and react with hydrogen by the zinc? I have two possible explanations for this. The truth may be a combination of the two. Explanation one the hydrogen reduction reaction happens more or less easily on different surfaces. This isn't speculation. This is true, and there's a lot of research on what materials will work best to effectively and cheaply catalyze this reaction. I'll put some links in the episode description. The main application I know of for this research is in the generation of hydrogen gas to use as a fuel in fuel cells. So just so you know, if you're feeling passionate about this, the energy field absolutely has a place for you. One source I found compares the abilities of different metals to evolve hydrogen gas, but it doesn't even list zinc, which means I can't compare zinc and copper. But copper might be better at it, and it might be easier for electrons to react with hydrogen by first flowing through the circuit outside the potato and hitting up the copper electrode than it is for them to simply react with the zinc electrode, just due to the surface at which they're reacting. These electrons would rather be with hydrogen than with zinc, and they will do what it takes to get there as quickly as they can, even if that means traveling outside of the potato. Explanation number two. Even if zinc actually is a better surface for the process of hydrogen reduction, the zinc wire can still only make so many reactions happen at once due to limited surface area. So I'm speculating that some electrons would still make their way over to the copper wire just to take advantage of the surface area there. More surface area for a reaction means a speedier reaction, so if you have two metal-potato interfaces to work with, you may as well use both interfaces. Now, zinc actually does react with dissolved hydrogen plus. There are plenty of YouTube videos demonstrating zinc reacting with acid if you are in the mood to watch metals bubbling and to point at those bubbles and say, aha, that is hydrogen gas. The high levels of h plus in this acid are allowing for a rather noticeable reaction. So the instant you stick a zinc wire in a potato, it will start reacting. Not very much, because the phosphoric acid in a potato isn't concentrated, but zinc will start oxidizing into zinc-plus, and hydrogen will be reduced right there at the surface of the zinc. But with the rest of the circuit in place, some electrons will still travel over to copper to take advantage of that surface area, and possibly of its better reaction kinetics... So, you still have electrons flowing, and you still have two different reactions, zinc oxidation and hydrogen reduction, taking place at two different electrodes, which we've learned means we have a voltage, and since you have current and you have voltage, you are generating power using stored energy, and it's a battery, even though some of the reaction is taking place at zinc instead of at copper, like we said it was. How do we sign (laughs) off? You say something nice to them, and then I say bye!
1: What do I say that's nice to them? I don't
0: know. You say, like, thanks for listening or whatever. Oh, do I? Sometimes. Okay. You can say something mean if you want.
1: (laughs) No. (laughs) Um, Thanks for listening to this episode of (laughs) Battery Chattery. We hope you enjoyed it.
0: Yeah, we do. Bye. What's powering your home and your electric feline friend? The